Hey everyone, John Ruggi here. And in case you don't know me, I'm one of the co-founders of Category Thinkers and I'm a partner at Category Design Advisors. This is the first episode of a new format we'll be adding in from time to time called Category Shorts. It's one topic, one big idea in about 10 minutes or less. In this category short, I wanna share some thoughts on a topic that might sound a bit unusual, but it's one that every startup leader should be familiar with. It's called category jail. And no, we're not talking about literal incarceration, but rather the idea that your startup might be mentally miscategorized by potential investors or customers. When that happens, investors and customers misunderstand why you exist and they're likely to write off your amazing idea as something that they don't quite understand, or worse, just another Me Too product. Either of those scenarios can spell out doom for your startup, so over the next few minutes, I'll break down what category jail is, why startups land there, and how to get out of it. But first, a bit of background on how we got here and how we landed on this term. A few weeks ago, my partners at Category Design Advisors, Mike Dampaus and Kevin Maney, the three of us were having a chat and we were exploring the different business challenges that category design could solve and what we now call category jail landed at the top of the list. Over time, we've seen so many startups that have accidentally landed in category jail that we wanted to unpack the idea further and make sure that it's on your startup's radar. So to give you some context, here's a quick picture of what category jail looks like. See if this sounds familiar to you. You're the founder of an early stage B2B SaaS startup, and you've developed something truly unique, a solution that tackles a problem unlike anything else on the market. You're excited, your team is pumped, and you're ready to conquer the world. But then during a sales pitch, a prospect asks, hey, how are you better than companies X, Y, and Z? And your account executive starts listing off features and pricing comparisons, starts talking about all the amazing technology you've built, but Despite their efforts, the prospect seems uninterested. Well, what went wrong? It's actually pretty simple. Your prospect didn't really understand what you do. And as a result, they tried to fit your innovative solution into an existing category, comparing it to things that they were already familiar with. And that's where the trouble began. When your potential customers can't grasp the uniqueness of your product, they're less likely to buy. This Misunderstanding can be a death knell for innovative startups because they never get a fair evaluation. We call this phenomenon category jail. So why do startups land in category jail in the first place? Well, it all boils down to two factors. The first is that our brains are kind of lazy. And the second is that radically new ideas need a radically different narrative in order to stand out. So let's unpack both of those. Factor number one, our brains are lazy. Every day, we encounter a barrage of new products, ideas, and messages. Our brains can't possibly evaluate each one from scratch, so they take a shortcut. When we come across something new, we instinctively look for similar things we're already familiar with. It's much easier for our brains to say, oh, this is just like X, but with a few differences, rather than analyzing something completely new. Scientists even have a name for this phenomenon. It's called the exemplar theory. And this shortcut works about 99% of the time because most of what we encounter isn't entirely new. However, for startups with radically different ideas, this shortcut can be problematic. If you fail to show buyers that your product is unique, they'll mentally lump you in with things they already know, and that's when you land in category jail. 
With that being said, let's move on to the second factor that leads to category jail. Radically different ideas need a radically different narrative. Now, most startup narratives focus on things like features, benefits, use cases, or unique technology. And while that information can be useful and has its place, it doesn't always show buyers why you're different from other things they've encountered before, at least not in a meaningful way. And when buyers can't easily understand what your product is or why it matters, their brains resort to that mental shortcut again. They mentally miscategorize your product in a mental category they've already established in their heads, and that's when they start making incorrect comparisons. So what can startups do to prevent this from happening? Well, like I said a moment ago, radically different ideas need radically different narratives. And as category designers, we call that a point of view or POV. And here are six questions that you should be able to answer and have consensus from your leadership team on when crafting your own point of view. Number one, what problem are you solving? Number two, who are you solving it for? Number three, why does the problem need solving? Number four, why hasn't this problem been solved before? Number five, what should a solution for this problem look like? And number six, why is your startup uniquely suited to solve it? When your point of view focuses on these questions, it forces buyers to stop and realize that what they're encountering is truly unique. It provides clarity and context, helping them understand your idea on its own merits, not in comparison to other things. In essence, category designers build narratives that force a choice, not a comparison. Now to show you what that looks like in practice, here's a real life example. My partners, Damp and Kevin, partnered with a company called Sprinkler a few years ago. And in case you're wondering how to find it, it's Sprinkler without the E. Now, the market used to perceive Sprinkler as just another customer experience tool. And the company found themselves in CXM jail among countless other customer experience point solutions. However, Sprinkler knew they were different. They had something categorically different from other point solutions that were out there, but investors couldn't see that. And for them, getting out of category jail meant changing the way investors viewed the company. Because even if you offer something unique, it's perception that really matters. So with us as a partner, they found their way out of category jail. They were able to define the platform on its own terms. And to show investors why they were different, they define a new point of view around a concept called unified CXM. It wasn't just a catchy phrase, it was a vision for delivering a customer experience that point solutions could never touch. For Sprinkler, getting out of category jail helped investors see why they should be excited about the company's vision. And today, they're a multi-billion dollar company. So to wrap up today's episode, here are five signs your startup might be locked in category jail. One, your marketing copy relies on generic claims like faster, cheaper, better. Two, investors are indifferent to your vision. Three, analysts put you in a crowded category where you're seen as just another Me Too product. Four, potential customers evaluate your product using the wrong criteria. And number five, you're not generating enough inbound interest. Remember, escaping category jail is possible with the right point of view. That's one of the tools category designers use to help ambitious companies design and dominate new markets. Now, if you want to learn more about category jail, I have a couple resources I want to share with you. The first is on our blog at Category Design Advisors, 
We recently wrote a piece called Suffering from One of These Seven Business Conditions, Category Design is Your Prescription. And as we talked about before, Category Jail is one of those conditions. So you can read more about that and the six other conditions Category Design can treat by reading that piece. To get there, go to CategoryDesignAdvisors.com and click on Resources. The second resource I want to share with you is CDA's free office hours. If you have a question about category design or want some outside perspective on your own strategy, that's what our office hours are for. It's a free 30-minute session with me and my partners Mike Damphouse and Kevin Maney, who co-authored Play Bigger. Just head to CategoryDesignAdvisors.com and click the orange button that says Book Office Hours. That's all for today. I hope this episode has helped you in your startup journey. I'm John Ruggi, and I'll see you next time. Well, how about that? A new type of episode here on the Category Thinkers podcast. As you know, this podcast is just a feature of the Category Thinkers community. So we really want to hear your feedback. Is this type of episode more helpful, less helpful? Do you want more of this, less of this, same amount? We'd love for you to stop just listening to these episodes and join the conversation. You can do so by going to CategoryThinkers.com and joining our free Slack community with over 500 other category designers. Stop listening and join the conversation at CategoryThinkers.com.